This is and... gonna be a disaster. It's going. Oh, so you start. Welcome. This is gonna be a disaster. You just no. You, you would go? think that we'd have enough. No, you can keep oh, going. Okay. You would think that we'd have enough of these out by now that we could get things right. Hi. Well, apparently that. Well, we were. <sighs> All right. Anyway, we're gonna go over. Um, we're gonna go over some Old Testament stuff today in this podcast. So grab your Bibles. <laughs> That's why I said it was gonna be a disaster because I said, "Are we doing the Bible questions? Or are we doing the other thing?" Well, and you're like, "Yeah, just get started." I'm well, like, "I don't know what that means." <laughs> uh, we'll see where it goes, but okay. for right now, we're gonna we're gonna hop into the Old Testament. Old Testament questions. Which I know this will excite a lot of people because so much cool I stuff in the Old Testament. I haven't unfortunately we I haven't been able to spend a lot of time in the Old Testament recently. Yeah. So it's been a while, and uh, one of you sent. Uh, podcast questions. Well, it wasn't podcast specific questions, but I thought I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect because I know a lot of people and we did the pink elephant. So, so this is like kind of a pink elephant series. Yeah, we can make it. A yeah, pink we can elephant. make it a pink. elephant. Well, and cool thing for anybody who's doing our homeschool plans is every day we go through a chapter in the Old Testament, a chapter in the New Testament and then a psalm. So we're digging up a lot of we're going through and breaking mm-hmm. down all the Old Testament stuff like with the kids. I am. So we're not to this part yet we're almost there but yeah and i like when i got these when i got these questions i was like whoa that like exercises my brain a little bit because these aren't normal questions that you get yeah i mean they're definitely pink elephants yeah but they're just really not people don't really dig into the uh old testament as much and before we started i was like ah man people are reading the old testament again I love it. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But that's just, it's where explaining, it's like really where theology comes into play exactly. is when you get to well, Old Testament Well, there's no stuff. like, I feel like there's no simple answers. No, and there's not. <laughs> and you're just like, oh like, well, my goodness. Well, what you have to understand here. Because people, yeah, and people read things like, no, and their just minds are just exploded yeah. by what they just read. And there's so much. And I understand it completely because, I mean, everybody does that. And Oh, yeah. I mean, reading and it. You can get into so many. Like, yeah, you can, holes here. and it's you have to. But that's really where the theology comes into place, and you 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 know to you have to explain a lot of that stuff. Um, but it's also really really cool, and everybody we should know these things, and we should understand these things. Um, so it's awesome that, and this is the second Old Testament question series I did this week actually, because somebody else sent me yeah. a bunch of. Uh, Old Testament, Testament questions. Mm-hmm. So these, I'm pulling up the message right now. I thought I had it pulled up, but one of you. But keeps, you lied. But one of you keeps messaging me right <laughs> currently. Um, there we go again. I thought I had every <laughs> single. I have so many devices. To, this is there. This is the disaster you were talking about. All right. Let's see here. I'm pulling up the questions. I did have them pulled up. But yeah, basic, I think we'll start in, I think the first question was starting in Exodus. Do you have it pulled up, honey? I have Exodus pulled up. Okay. Hang on one second here. Do you want me to read it first and then we'll go into the... Well, let me make sure. I want to, I wanna actually wanted to do this in the order of her questions. So, all right, here we go. I was just so, again, I was just so blown away by how cool these questions were. Okay, now we don't, 
we're not going to start in Exodus yet. Okay, um, This is actually more of a, well, I mean, you can, you can do a Bible study here, this does, because this goes to Hebrew scriptures and knowing all of this. But her question was, while reading through the Old Testament this year, I am constantly coming across Sheol. Mm-hmm. It sounds almost like a waiting place for the souls who died before Christ, question mark. It doesn't sound like heaven and it doesn't sound like hell. What is it exactly? You're exactly right with your question. Actually, you answered yourself. You answered yourself. <laughs> it doesn't yourself seem like that, that would question. be the answer. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is. It's exactly what it was. Now, that all, all Sheol is is Hebrew for place of the dead. Yep. Like, that's where the. And before Christ, that's where people faithful to God would go because the Bible indicates there's two there's there's two sides of Sheol mm-hmm. where there's one that's for the wandering lost souls and then there's more a more pleasant experience isn't it Enoch I think it is it I'm pretty sure it's, it's one Solomon, Enoch right? no it's not Solomon yeah no. it was Enoch it's Enoch that that kind of talks about it but I think again it's only the first Enoch that is anything worth anything um, but the description of pretty cool, Sheol yeah. is really, really fascinating in First Enoch. Yeah, so that's exactly where it is. It was just pretty much a waiting place for the souls that died before Christ, and that's why we have. Um, that's why I brought up the. I guess we'll we'll go. There's so many different scriptures <laughs> here that that it's deals so with it. So, what we'll do is I will link. I'll send this to Heidi and we'll um, link an article um, from Got Questions because they have this explanation of did Jesus go to hell? Um, and it, it explains basically how he ascended down and brought the spirits that were in this place back up to heaven with him. Mm-hmm. So that gives you the idea that once Jesus' victory was accomplished on the cross, then he took the spirits that were in prison with him back up to heaven. That's another pink elephant we could do that I just read with the kids this morning is when um, Jesus dies on the cross and the graves are opened. Yes. And there's people wandering around. for It's like, yeah. hello. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we never talk about yeah. that? I was an adult when I first read that. I was like, wait a second. when you t- I had no idea that was a thing yeah because it was a yeah it had two divisions it was a place of blessing and a place of judgment matthew it, it gives you matthew eleven twenty three sixteen eighteen luke ten fifteen and then sixteen twenty three acts two it gives all kinds of references um to this and it then it it speaks of jesus actually going in ephesians four eight through 10 and then first Peter three, 18 through 20 that he didn't go to hell, but he went to Sheol, the place of the dead and took the faithful spirits with him and ministered to the spirits that were in prison as well. So there's, it's, it's a very confusing um, people. Most well-meaning people get it confused 
on on how to separate mm-hmm. the stuff. I know it was one idea that I don't remember growing up with understanding. I didn't. I had, but no I think idea. again, this is where the church is pushing all things Jew out. Right. Like, because if you look at the understanding of these things from a Jewish perspective, but it's then the question like, had to answer. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. like, okay, cool, but what did the Jews do when they died before? What, Jesus, what happened yeah. before Jesus? Yeah. Like, what happened there? You never. I think, really like, I just always assumed that. everybody went to heaven. Right, right. You're like as a kid growing up in the church. I just assumed everybody went to heaven, right? Like Abraham's yeah, because in heaven, you, you Noah's did, you, in heaven. They just all went yeah, to heaven. Yeah, because you didn't under. Yeah, you didn't understand that. You know the that the, they were definitely not in a place of mm-hmm. of uh, forgiveness yet. Yeah, they were faithful, but it wasn't. That's why. That's exactly why they why Sheol was there was because it was for the faithful. It was a more pleasant side for the faithful to God. And then for the unfaithful non-believers, it was uh, more so of a wandering. um, Well, that's why with Cain and Abel, when the ground cries out for the. That's in. Yeah. What is is your brother? Enoch too? Yeah. Do I keep referencing all of the I you Sorry. do. Yeah, careful. It talks with that. about all of those things though and well, it just it, helps. It more like, specifies I mean God yeah, I mean it does speak about in Genesis too that his blood is crying out. Yeah. But it it goes deeper into it in Enoch where he's seems to be screaming out for um asking for revenge for his death he seems upset that's what you're referencing and that's in first enoch so heidi keeps sorry here we go we're trying (laughs) to be a doctrinally sound church and podcast (laughs) and heidi's referencing non-canical books okay but whatever it's okay but yes no it's a it's a great book to learn a lot of a lot of uh, uh good information with it i guess it just talks about all these things so much yeah it'll give you i mean it's i I think it paints a picture but then i'm like i'm thinking of things and i'm like wait was that in genesis or was that (laughs) you're going to genesis or enoch because they're so similar maybe this is why you should i'm just kidding women to be silent in the church oh you said my mic right now said it i didn't i did not say that for the record for the record i never said that um you know, so yeah, we'll link the because this link, even though the question was not specifically on whether or not if Jesus went to hell, but it answers a lot of the question of what Sheol actually is mm-hmm. in this in this article. Because we get that it can be confusing. It can, if can this be is confusing, like something you've and if this answer, about. if 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 my answer, unfortunately, I hope it's not confusing. I hope it just more so your read on it, what you figure, what you understood it as in your head was correct Mm -hmm. because it was basically the place the place of the dead that's exactly what the word means Mm -hmm. and it was where faithful jews went to as a place of rest Mm -hmm. until christ came and the atonement for sins and once once christ uh, you know complete work on the cross was accomplished he brought those spirits back up to heaven with him, meaning exactly what he said to the thief on the cross. You know, he says, I didn't, I won't see you in hell, I'll see you in paradise. That's what he said. I'll mm-hmm. see you in paradise today. So ultimately, kind of, you know, you can kind of put the two, two and two together going, oh, okay. So he went down, got him, brought him back up. And now that's where people go with Christ because of his work on the cross. 
is th- that's paraphrasing this whole thing. <laughs> um, probably pretty ugly, but we'll link an article so it sounds a little bit better. On so I hope that answers that question. Um, here I'm just making sure I send this to Heidi before I forget. Because that happens okay. sometimes. If you guys ever run across where we say we'll link something and it's not linked, just remind us. Yeah, just like, be like, hey, you said like, you were hey, going to link your... You said you were doing that. You said you were going to link your claims. And, <laughs> and you did not. And you did not. Because sometimes... So that, it, that happens. I've that noticed happens. that. And I, so, I try to remember to double check it and go... Because uh, I know yeah. whenever I answer like difficult questions... Mm-hmm. Give you additional resources. I want to have a couple, just my opinion. I want to say, hey, look, this is where this comes from. Yep, I'm not crazy. I'm not a nut. (laughs) I mean, I may be, but I don't. I'm not purposely trying to be. Um, the second part of her question is now. This is where we're going. We're going backwards here. So let's go to. I think her first was the Moses question, which you have. I have pulled up. You have to pulled read it. up, but let me go ahead and just kind of okay. give a little paraphrase of what's going on. Her question was. This kind of the pink elephant. It, this is the pink elephant of it, right? Because if you don't understand and if you don't read this all like together in context um, and not saying that this person didn't at all. It's just like, even reading, like, like I said, even weird. if, yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. I didn't mean to say it like that. I meant to say it like this, this takes a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. Or not a lot of truths and puts them. You have to understand a lot of different things to understand this fully. Yeah. What was going on here? And that was the whole idea of Which, the pink elephant yeah, podcast. It's not, we're talking f- about multiple books and yeah. understandings that we have. But we call it a pink elephant for those of you who haven't heard our other ones. But you know those times when you're reading through the Bible and all of a sudden you just stumble upon this thing that's just like what? And then it just continues on and keeps talking and like nobody dives in deeper to that. That'd be like if I just walked into the room with a pink elephant just standing there in the room and nobody discussed it. And you're like, hello, can somebody please <laughs> answer that? Like, can we talk about this? It's yeah. right here. Let's dive into this. So, and so whenever you find those, send them to us. Cause they're fun to podcast. So on. she says that it was great. Cause here's a pink elephant that this Moses and the circumcision of his son before going to Egypt, it was very random and out of place. Couple of verses. And as we'll read here, you can see that it is. It's 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 sort of seemingly completely random, and you're and like, you're like, um, can dude, we what talk is about g- this, please? This is okay. Well, I, read so it. let me read it. It's in Exodus chapter four, verses twenty-four through twenty-six. So here you've got you know the Lord speaking to Moses and telling him to go back to Egypt. You know this is after he has fled, and he's telling him to go back, and he's going to lead the people out and all of these things. So they're like, okay, him and his wife and his kids, they get on a donkey and they're traveling back, like normal stuff happening until you get to verses twenty-four through twenty-six, and it says. On the way to Egypt, at a place where Moses and his family had stopped for the night, the Lord confronted him and was about to kill him. (laughs) So, number one, you're like, what the heck? Y'all were just hanging out, chatting. God was telling you what to do, and now he's going to kill you. Okay, That that word is actually... Well, hold on. I'll finish reading, and then you can break it down. So, you get to that point, and you're like, he's about to kill him now. Okay, cool. Verse 25. But Moses' wife, Zipporah, took a flint knife and circumcised her son. (laughs) She touched his feet with the foreskin and said, now you are a bridegroom of blood to me. What? What? (laughs) 
Verse 26, when she said a bridegroom of blood, she was referring to the circumcision. We, we figured that out, but apparently it right. clarifies. After that, the Lord left him alone. <laughs> and then it just continues on it with the rest sounds, of the story. And you're I like, can somebody please pump the brakes and go back? This Literally where, starting from verse 24, break this down this, for me because what the heck? This is where atheists go and read. They go, I've read your Bible. And they read through that. And they read that. And, and you're, you're like, like, yeah, if I read just yeah, that, I'd be that, like, would, okay. Okay, dude. Y'all are nut jobs. This, <laughs> what the so heck you is mutilated this? your son and rubbed the blood. Well, this is a creepy call. And threw the foreskin <laughs> to your husband's feet and shouted weird stuff about blood. Like that. What? What is happening? Like, could you imagine that in our modern times? Like, God showed up to kill you. So I took a flint knife and like chopped off our son's foreskin and then chucked it at you, shouted some weird stuff, and then God stopped trying to kill you. <laughs> right? Like that that just seems bananas. Like absolutely right. bananas. So throughout the whole book of Exodus into I, I think Yeah, it's probably about through all through the whole book there's a lot of things that you have to put together a lot of pieces to the puzzle that you have to sure to fit together to, to understand why the first point of this the first pink elephant that we ran into there was god trying to kill moses he was there to kill that yeah. is that's a horrible translation it, yeah, although that's a great night, pink elephant and god confronted him and was about to kill him yeah what yeah like that's what <laughs> He was going to kill it. Like he was like you chose Moses. You saved him to be like your really prophet to save the people. That's really a translation of the word. Mm -hmm. um, as far as because we think of kill like God is just like now if he wanted Moses dead, dude, he wasn't going to take any any time to do it. It wasn't. It, it was that. It was like I said. That's a what is the Hebrew word there? Um, I actually don't have it on this. But I do know, actually, uh, I pulled it up and I can't remember off the top of my head it was, but that's where the Jewish, the, the original Hebrew word and the translation was not necessarily kill like murder in your life, but kill in as in stop, like yeah. sever the tie of you being my prophet that I'm using to fulfill this exodus. Right. Like you which, would be fired from the job. That makes sense in the answer to the question of why yeah. all of this happened. So being fired so as being fired Moses the prophet being the versus being killed, Correct. I'm going to like it, Exactly, as opposed to God chasing him and kill, like he doesn't do that. Um, yeah. He, uh, so that was the first one. So yeah, he wanted he confronted him because he wanted to get why, and this all has to do this with the force thing. Yeah, and this also has to do with Moses's wife Sephora. Okay, we have to remember that uh, she was a Midianite. Yep. Okay, who they did not follow Hebrew. They were just right outside. They were real close to Egypt here. Yeah. Okay. They did not follow the 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 God Hebrews <laughs> law. They they found pro they circumcision as mutilation and repulsive. Mm -hmm. They thought it was disgusting. So and her dad was a priest. Jethro was a priest. So she is a priestess to this to right foreign correct. religion. Correct. And that's where yes. And so she most likely her and Moses had some issues. And there's a lot of indication in there, words being used between Moses and his wife there, that you're like, yeah, they, 
it was probably a pretty rough marriage. And even when you look at how they got married and all the stuff, like you're not thinking this like romantic notebook story <laughs> of, of things that happened. No, he's going, hey, I've got to do all this. I'm a Hebrew and I'm a, me- I, I'm a messenger of the Lord. Like I have to do this. And she's like, that's disgusting, gross. You're not doing that to our kid. And he's like, well, okay, wife. This is the kind of I this is the idea that we build into it that Moses was just okay. There's something Whatever. here going on. And, and and there is and we will say that there is a lot of scholars argue over a lot of this stuff. Sure, this is debated. This is Because we don't have every debated. little detail of all. We we get that we can get the idea and the understanding, but it's not that we have every little detail of this cuz it's not right. needed. But. but the ultimate reason why he why this is out of play god raised moses up to give the israelites the law if moses wasn't following the law himself because at this point the only regulation the hebrew people have from abraham was is circumcision. The circumcision correct that's the that's the one thing you had one job had one job <laughs> And this was huge. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's how they, this is how they separated, I mean, mm-hmm. a Gentile from from a Hebrew. And, and so Moses knew all of these things. And yeah. he knew that this was the one regulation that he was supposed to follow. And he knew that he was supposed to give the Israelites God's law. If he wasn't following it himself, how could he be worthy of being this messenger to the people? Yeah. So that's why God's like, Going, hey, I've ignored this way too long. <laughs> okay, you and your what? You're not following me. I am upset with you. I'm ready to end whatever this is that I'm. I, it it does not seem to indicate his life. Yeah. But if you want to think that, fine. You can think that, and I don't think it would be completely out of place to think that God would want to show up at his doorstep, going, hey. We're done. We're done because you didn't, and because do the you one did not thing. listen yeah. to what I told you to do. The one thing that I gave to Abraham, and that you were supposed to continue, and you're supposed to lead my people out, but you can't obey me. Yeah. So that's why we got some issues here. So and then yeah, I mean, my guess is that the Lord showed up, scared the crap out of Moses, and was yeah. like, his wife was like, nope. Okay, we're done here. Well, in the sign for it to be the wife that actually did the task was was huge, huge considering again she is a priestess to this you correct. know the, the daughter of the head priest well and that's why i love immediately the lord left him alone yeah he goes okay thank you yep right after she did that yeah that was it lord forgave and she he left him alone yeah because that was finally like okay and yes thank there's you. there's huge we could probably we literally could probably do a three-hour podcast on just these couple verses, just oh, because absolutely. of how so deep much. it goes into. As far as um, the one, like you, you, like you just you said, the the fact that the woman is the one yeah. that performed. That, well, in the end, that, that original Hebrew word—I don't remember what it is off the top of my head—but there is fascinating study that goes into. Because I remember when I first read this, when I was like years ago, and I was, was like, "I'm gonna read the whole Bible." I was like, "What the heck is this?" So I started googling around. And the original Hebrew word that you can look up and stuff with the, um, the, where she says that now you are a bridegroom of blood to me, but that the original word that we have in the text that she uses there 
indicates a lot of things. And then the more you look around at any other time Moses's wife Zipporah is discussed, you're like, wow, it's a very you know what else strenuous, you know what else you need to understand that you put together these things for Moses, not only from Exodus and, and all the books of Moses, mm-hmm. but you also need to remember that Moses wrote a few of the Psalms. Yeah. So you need to go and, and yeah. read the Psalms of Moses, and this puts together more answers to a lot of these types of questions that you get Absolutely. about they Moses' relationship. Yeah, like, oh, you have, to, but okay. it, you have to put these things together um, as a, as a whole picture to uh, to be able to understand it. But once you do, I mean, it seems very easy to understand that. Yeah, he wasn't listening to God. He needed to listen to God. He was a leader, and God was about ready to end his end his leadership in whatever way that means and you know they freaked out a bit and, how are you supposed to show up it. as a hebrew to lead the hebrews out and you have not done the one thing that the israelites have been yeah plus he he worked in very dramatic ways with moses i mean he, he was all about the signs and symbols with moses and that's so, what's so cool i love studying through the whole story but that's of moses why to christ see the relationship is, right. between Christ and Moses. R- right, exactly. And I mean, that, it's was, fascinating. that was why one of the reasons why he, Moses was at the, um, uh, at the mountain. Well, and that's why I think really the time in the wilderness, the, the back and forth between Moses and the Lord, Jesus, mm, Jesus right. is just, you learn so much. I think about Christ in that back and forth you see the true friendship that they had and the relationship that they had. And then again, yeah, when you see Moses on Mount, Mount Sinai, you know, when they, the transfiguration, the, yeah, all and of that, on you're the just transfiguration, like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, it's you're just, like, whoa, you, you were right here with him yeah, thousands like of years ago. Of that. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. Like, In the exact same spot. But I feel like the time of looking at reading through the scriptures of the wilderness with Moses and Christ, you know, all their back and forth and their conversation. I mean, Moses is saying stuff that like you wouldn't dare say to this holy God, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. dude, Moses just said that. Like, dude, mm-hmm. come on. Like, okay, he doesn't say that, but we're from California, so that's what we go with. Mm-hmm. But he, you, they have this relationship. And I think for me, when I read that, that was the first time I saw Jesus as being truly relatable. Yeah. Like as a friend yeah, that I truly have and can talk to and rely to on. Like, I don't know. I think it's so cool. Yeah, the back and forth is really good there. Oh, it's too. amazing. Like, yeah, I don't feel like we see that anywhere else in scripture. Well, like we I'm thinking there. Job maybe, but it's Job, God's just more like intense. But I, it's not like a Job. friendship back yeah. and forth there. There's an yeah, authoritative. No. It is. Like, it's more tone authoritative, but I mean, but he I feel like with Moses, like blessing. you hear, uh, of course, God's always in authority, of course, but I feel like you just feel that that sense of friendship, that relationship between them. Yeah, so, yes, Pink Elephant, if it's completely out of place, <laughs> it like, does read heck? out of place. But um, this goes back to Genesis and yep. the fact that this was Moses knew darn well that he was supposed to do this. And yep. so it's Genesis, Exodus. You know, we have to read these things together. And, and they're very hard and you run across these these elephants. But you, again, you apply them with the, with the rest of the Old Testament and even into the New Testament. Well, isn't that the answer for all the pink elephants? The more Absolutely, and more yeah. we read, the, the more, more and more, more you you're like, 
that's weird, but I know what it's talking well, about. Well, and what's funny about the Bible is you'll notice, you'll hear, you'll read one story a little bit. You'll see one right of the Old Testament. You'll read one story and you'll get a little snidbit of it. But then you'll keep, if you're just reading the Old Testament from, you know, mm-hmm. cover to cover, then you'll get later on into the history books, right? And then you'll have a complete detailed story of yeah. what this was. And you're, you're like, like oh. oh, that explains what this happened way back here. Now I'm getting it. But that's so... You know these these questions do answer themselves as well. Yeah, um, it's just hard to find if you're not. Oh, absolutely. If you're not being led in the spirit, um, reading this because it, it's not. These things are difficult to understand to non-believers, to unbelievers. They cannot understand these things. Yeah. They're impossible for them to understand. So that makes so when you're diving not difficult, like but the they're impossible things, for them. Yeah. It's difficult for us, but it's it's impossible for them. Yeah. So and that's why these are the things that... Um, these are a lot of the things that... that athe- you know, unbelievers right. and stuff. This is where the against. first... Yeah. This is where they'll pick at first because they don't See, understand God is it. God's just an awful vengeful God because he and it's killed babies. F- and it's fine as you know if they don't some do, some understand it and they just completely reject it and that's fine too. I respect that's where the type of atheist that I respect. If you understand the idea of it and then you go a okay, true yeah, understanding. A, tr- a true yeah, understanding. They say okay, but I'm still not buying Christ, the whole Christ thing. Like well, that's well, okay. You have the decision to do so. I pray for you, but cool. I respect you, and I'm not going to try to change your mind. Nor would I ask. You know, I I would listen to what you would have to say, but my answer would still be the same because Mm -hmm. it doesn't. My answer doesn't come from worldly wisdom. Yep. And that's that's one thing that they'll label a lot of times as weak, Mm -hmm. or uneducated or, or whatever you you know narrow-minded whatever they whatever they label it as and that's fine but it, my understanding is not a man's natural understanding it's a supernatural understanding that comes only from god so why am i arguing with you if i believe that yeah there's no point in it so all right so the the next thing was in first samuel Ooh, this and one's I a have good this one. one is this awesome. Is, we could have made separate podcasts about all this, but this is just as like a pink elephant palooza. It really was. That's what we'll title it. Um. All right, let me see where because I'm I'm gonna need to read this here. Thought you already had that pulled up, Mister. I do, but I'm just man. Am I gonna have to read the? I'm gonna have to Probably. start. Yeah, I'm gonna I have to read the whole so thing, the whole chapter. Yeah. All right, let's go to First Samuel 28. Um, this is a hard one to set up here. Such a good book. <laughs> There's so many <laughs> so, things. Okay, at this point, King Saul, first king of Israel. First king of Israel. At this point, we're a little bit far in the story here. But Saul was the perfect Saul and David. Saul was the perfect example of a really, really, really crappy king. (laughs) Bless his heart. Bless his heart. He did a lot of good things. He was very, very strong, and the Lord blessed him at first. But you know what men do? (laughs) You know what we what we always tend to do, and what we will always do became prideful, disobedient. And just he had crazy fl- weird like anxiety and issues. Yeah, he paranoia. He did have a lot of paranoia issues, 
And that's exactly what this story is about, what ended up driving him. But in in chapter 28 here, we find King Saul. God is done with Saul as king at this point. He has completely rejected Saul. He has already anointed David. He is, obviously David's not on the throne yet. But he has completely rejected Saul. And he is explaining to Saul that, um, well, no, we're, we're not going back that far. Um, well, I think you see here what's so sad that you see over and over with Saul is, and, and you kind of see it here, is Saul would try to do the right thing. Like right. here, right? He expelled all spiritual mediums out of the land, kicked them all out of But yet he ends up going outside of the land to go to one. Yeah, so yeah. you see where Saul That's, would constantly yeah. see it over and over and over with him where he would like go to do the right thing, but then fear, anxiety, uh, paranoia, all these things would get the best of him. Yeah. He would let those demons conquer him right. and he would just ruin it mm -hmm. in, in just huge, crazy but ways. I mean, he, and he did that over and over and over again as the anointed one as the leader of Israel. And that, that's just huge. Uh, yeah. Um, like you feel bad for him. Cause I feel like when you're reading through, he, you're he like, got, Saul, come well, on. I mean, like I said, I mean, he just got, he got prideful. He got oh, jealous. Yeah, yeah. He got jealous was his biggest. Oh, and, he's and a disaster. I mean, I mean, he was just a train wreck the whole time. And you're just like, Oh my gosh. Somebody stop him. And then like, somebody think, would try. I think and then he was a little bit Trumpish. He was. He seems, I, I get, he was, he was a lot Trumpish. But, yeah, very boisterous, loud, tried to do the right thing, mm -hmm. but just was so prideful. He and put his it own just foot got in the, his mouth like every time. Got the best of him. So, by this point, God had completely rejected Saul as king. And he let him know clearly about these things. Um, you know, the Samuel, the prophet, explained to him very explicitly that the Lord, when the Lord tells you to do something, you do it. And if mm -hmm. you don't do it, you suffer the consequences. And Pretty the consequences clear. were that God was going to end Saul's reign. He was done with him as a king. And at this point, yeah, Saul goes, like like you just said, he goes to find a medium because the Philistines had surrounded Israel and God wouldn't answer him because this is God's ultimate sign of judgment on Saul as king and rejection. Mm -hmm. Any kingly matters, God's like, I'm not here for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Later on in this chapter, we have a, a interesting verse here because it, God says it, it does say that you and your sons will be with me. So that's an interesting thing to maybe indicate that Saul did possibly repent and obviously was given forgiveness. And, and even though his life was ended, he you know, but we don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. That, that's the other problem with how he exited. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's we have no idea. Um, cause I would, I would assume that, um, since Saul did that, that would have kind of been the na final nail in the coffin of him rejecting God completely. That's where, that's my read out of it. But there is an interesting verse in there that, that could indicate that maybe there was some sort of forgiveness, but 
I don't know. We're not that's that's a different podcast. But for this specific one, God had not answering him for anything to do with these these matters. So he freaks out, he's paranoid, he's like, What do I do? I gotta talk to Samuel. He's got I gotta talk to God. Somebody's gotta get in the word for me. Because but Samuel, Samuel was already died yeah. had already died and he was the prophet and he was the prophet for, to, for saul yeah and so he that's was who the saul would go to to know what god wanted sorry to i do. thought i explained that no and then you didn't end up reading it um, I'm, well i'm okay. going to so but so samuel was the prophet so that's back obviously if i just read this anybody can read this they sure. just don't before, understand it yeah before jesus so they had a prophet right who would be the the in between telling this is what god says this is what god says to do this was god's answer that would take the prayers and do those types of things so the prophet samuel is who saul had had to listen to although he like really ever listened to him but right. now that he's dead yeah, they had a rough relationship a very rough relationship and now that he's dead saul's like snap <laughs> who yeah, do i like, go what to do I do? god answer me what god won't answer him and he so doesn't he's have like, a problem all right well i gotta talk to samuel so he's dead i'm gonna try to i'm gonna go to a medium and see if they can raise him up but he and yes we mean medium just like, like your today, spiritual medium like, today that yeah. would you know your your whole ball and crystal ball thing and he goes well but the only problem is i expelled all of those out of the land right like that was a good because that was a did. good thing that he did because that's what but he obeyed god by doing that but now that means that i have to go outside to even find one so he has to go in the cover by night here and we find out but this is where the i, I have to lead all of this up because this is where um he goes to this medium and God actually lets it happen. It, he actually lets it work. So when you're reading, you're like, <laughs> And <"What?"> God <laughs> answers Samuel, or I mean, God answers Saul through a medium. Which this isn't the only place Which we see that. I, I, correct. I do. You see this throughout correct. the Old Testament quite a bit. And you know that God has ultimate control over this. It was just, it's. Well, interesting for anybody who the, thinks that stuff's that all fake used. and it's, it's not, not real, and this is what, it is real. Yeah, and this is what is scary about it, um, is that not that, yeah, we just don't want to be messing around in that type of realm at all. Um, not that we can do this, because this was obviously a pretty one-time deal that God allowed um, this to happen, because God would never use mediums or spirits or anything like that to speak as well this was definitely a one-time thing uh yes yeah, so don't think context, you can go to, to right, mediums to and, medium and be like well yeah. maybe god will answer me through them yeah no, no that's not that's not how it works that's not how that goes. no this was a one-time deal that was fulfilling and like i just said that's why i had to lead up all that information about how god had rejected saul and how saul had to go outside of the land to even to get this from a spirit which not a good idea but you know it, it's just a very very different scenario than what we would see but i'll go ahead and read it it's first samuel 28 and i'm going to read this out of uh nlt because i think that'll be a little bit easier for you all to understand so just reads it just reads a little better, bit more smooth, smooth yeah more um, story like like i said with i feel without taking away too much of the original yeah context so all right first samuel 28 about that time the philistines mustered their armies for another war against israel king achish told david you and your men will be expected to join me in battle 
Very well, David agreed. Now you will see for yourself what we can do. Then Akish told David, I will make you my personal bodyguard for life. Meanwhile, Samuel had died, and all Israel had mourned for him. He was buried in Ramah, his hometown. And Saul had banned from the land of Israel all mediums and those who consult, consult spirits of the dead. The Philistines set up their camp at Shunem, and Saul gathered all the army of Israel and camped at Galboa. When Saul saw the vast Philistine army, he became frantic with fear. He asked the Lord, what should we do? But the Lord refused to answer him, either by dreams or by sacred lots or by the prophets. Saul then said to his advisors, find a woman who is a medium so I can go ask her what to do. His advisors replied, there's a medium at Endor. So Saul disguised himself by wearing ordinary clothing instead of his royal robes. Then he went to the woman's home at night, accompanied by two of his men. I have to talk to a man who has died, he said. Will you call up his spirit for me? Are you trying to get me killed, the woman demanded. <laughs> you know that Saul has outlawed <laughs> all the mediums and all who consult the spirits of the dead. Why are you setting a trap for me? But Saul took an oath in the name of the Lord and promised, As surely as the Lord lives, nothing bad will happen to you for doing this. Finally, the woman said, Well, whose spirit do you want me to call up? Call up Samuel, Saul replied. When the woman saw Samuel, she screamed, You've deceived me. You are Saul. Don't be afraid, the king told her. What do you see? I see a god coming up out of the earth, she said. What does he look like, Saul asked. He's an old man wrapped in a robe, she replied. Saul realized it was Samuel, and he fell to the ground before him. Okay, so this is... She is like, wow, this worked. I had no idea that this was actually going to work. <laughs> when the medium gets scared, Sca it is she like, screamed. Ah! She's like, ah! You know that's bad. Yeah, she's like, I did not think that this was going to work. I thought I was going <laughs> to give you just some ridiculous story. Like, I can see, you know. And then it actually worked. It just be, yeah. So that's, it's very important to note that she screamed um, and was surprised that this actually happened. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting to note, obviously, the that it says she looked like a god. You know, that's the, obviously the, just the indication of where samuel is um let's see is there anything else i wanted to hit coming out of the earth and he's like, okay you realize and he falls out okay so now we're getting into uh the real interesting part of it as if you didn't think that was enough. yeah as if this wasn't crazy enough so samuel is here now even though he's dead why have you disturbed me by calling me back samuel asked Saul, and this is at verse 15 i love that why are you bugging me yeah because I am deep trouble, Saul replied. The Philistines are at war with me, and God has left me and won't, re won't reply by prophets or dreams. So I have called for you to tell me what to do. But Samuel replied, Why ask me since the Lord has left you and has become your enemy? <laughs> the Lord has done just as he said he would. He has torn the kingdom from you and given it to your rival David. The Lord has done this to you today because you refused to carry out his fierce anger against the Amicalites. 
What's more, the Lord will hand you and the army of Israel over to the Philistines tomorrow, and you and your sons will be here with me. The Lord will bring down the entire army of Israel in defeat. Hmm. Saul fell full length on the ground, paralyzed with fright because of Samuel's words. He was also faint with hunger, for he had not eat, he had not eaten nothing all day and not and all night. When the woman saw how distraught he was, she said, Sir, I obeyed your command at the risk of my life. Now do what I say and let me give you a little something to eat so you can regain your strength for the trip back. But Saul refused to eat anything. Then his advisors joined the woman in urging him. Finally, he finally yielded and got up from the ground and sat on the couch. The woman had been fattening a calf, so she hurried out and killed it. She took some flour, kneaded it into the dough, and baked unleavened bread. She brought the meal to Saul and his advisors, and they ate it. Then they went out into the night. Okay, so I, I'm not going to get into the whole. There's so much to. to <laughs> There's so much in I, that I, one little I'm, yeah, it's it takes a lot of um, restraint not to try to because there's so many things that are in that. But the specific question was, what up? Why? Why did God do that? Why, why would God speak a medium, through yeah. a medium? And the simple answer to that is, first, you have to understand that it was a one-time deal. Second. It was because God had completely rejected Saul as king, and it was a sign of judgment that he was not answering Saul about anything, any kingly matters. So he decided to allow the medium to contact Samuel, and he would speak to him through Samuel that way. So technically he did answer him, and he just did it through medium because of the rejection that he had already given. So pretty much like I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Yeah, but clearly you're but not stopping. Clearly you're not stopping. So. But isn't that interesting to know that, I mean, we know that the spiritual principalities are very real. Sure. You know, the spiritual realm is realer than the physical realm that we see. And um, God is in control of all of it though. Right. So here he goes, watch when mediums are attempting to contact things, it's the demonic sure. spirits. That's yeah, what they're, they're not doing. Reaching. They're not reaching anything other than that. Right. It's all demonic. It's all deception. Right. It's all deception. And that's why the things that are told, they're always things about the past. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. So anyways, when yeah, you it's look, all stuff about the past. It's never yeah, anything because it's all just a demonic deception. Yeah. You notice this. all those ghost stories too, are all stuck in one era. Oh, they're, absolutely. they're never in front of, cause they, that's know. all they have. And so I think it's neat though, to see that even the stuff that the demons are doing and deceiving people with and stuff like that. Like God is still sovereign over everything, even that. So here he goes and he goes kind of behind God's back to this medium, which he right. knows he shouldn't do. Right. He knows and that God still is like, huh? What did you say? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I heard you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Samuel, go ahead. Samuel, go ahead. Go, go answer him. Go talk to him. Let him know what's going to happen. She just, she just opened up. She didn't do anything. It wasn't that, that it was hurt by her means. It was just that she allowed, God allowed that realm to be open. Yep. 
um, that spiritual realm to be open for a period of time to serve a purpose, to give yep. a message to Israel's first king. It was nothing other than that as, as far as, you know, people try to make this verse mean things that it doesn't and pull out. This is where some charismatics and some people think that you can cha channel spirits like because of this, yeah. because Saul did it, we can do it type deal. No. It's like, no, that this isn't how that works. But that I think that was... Is there any other no, pink those elephants were the, in this no, those were the I think those were I think that was it. But That's man, totally like I said, this. I had a lot of actually had a ton of fun. Uh, Saul's prayers, the uh, spoken through a medium and a spirit. So yeah, because the Old Testament is so fun when it comes to this stuff. Because it is so many, and things. it throws me off when people ask me questions about the Old Testament. But it's good; it jogs my memory. I because have to go people rarely do like that's rarely where people spend right. time. I spend a lot of time in the Old Testament prophet books and Psalms where I don't spend a lot of time is in this area in the early kings or judges mm -hmm. or anything like that, which only I, I don't I love spending time in there, but I get lost in it. Yeah, because it is so I read one thing and you apply that to something in the New Testament. It makes you be able to understand mm -hmm. the Old Testament better and you just get. Oh, man, you can go so many paths. I know every time Travis and I talk about anything in, in the Old Testament, anything in Judges and Samuel and different things like that, I mean, just the conversations that sprout off of that mm -hmm. are just like, and how everything ultimately just points back to Christ and the every completion of all things. So, um, and, and everything that was done is, uh, especially in the Old Testament, symbolizing um realities in the new testament you know they were going through the motions and the practice they were putting on the play they had no idea we understand the play they didn't know what what they were doing how they were acting but now we have the whole picture and understand the complete picture and understand what they were doing um and it it makes it that much more interesting so i'm glad that we got thrown back to the old testament and i hope these answered your questions I already sent Heidi the link, so if the links are not on the description, it's Heidi's fault. <laughs> and you Thanks need to contact her. <laughs> hey, I did my send part. Send her a nasty I email. I did my job. Yell at her. I did my job for resources on this to make you show you that I'm not completely crazy, that I'm not making this stuff up, and this isn't Brandon's interpretation. <laughs> I hear this a lot. I'm telling know. you. You know I do. Yeah. See, that's your interpretation. I go... <laughs> I go back, there's that Paul Washer meme where it's like, he looks, you know, that one where he's like looking back and he's yeah. like, I didn't write it. Read the text. <laughs> it's not my interpretation. I just read it. So anyway, oh, I hope, I hope this explained and cleared that up. Yeah. If not, talk to you soon. <laughs>